0: are listening to The Current Daily, a new podcast keeping us up to date with the latest news for UC San Diego's Information Technology Services Department. My name is Miguel Rodriguez. It is 4.20, and you know what that means. It's another Monday here at IT Services, I hope everyone had a great weekend and that today you're looking forward to getting high on life, that is. As you do important work to advance our mission of world-class teaching, learning, and research, it is 2020, and why should we treat certain subjects as taboo? After all, UC San Diego is home to the Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research. Let's learn a little bit more about the center from this KPBS story back
1: in December. Here's a clip.
2: Igor Grant is the director of UC San Diego Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research.
1: There's a lot of research the federal government actually has supported on basic science, how does it work, uh, what are the negative effects, but until recently there hasn't been much work on the medicinal properties.
2: He says over the last two decades, states like California have stepped up to fill research gaps.
1: And the legislators in California wanted to know, is there a science basis for medicinal cannabis? Citizen.
2: The center began in 2000, a few years after California legalized medical marijuana. Some of its funding is from federal sources, but over half comes from the state and private donors. Additional funding from the state has been coming in since Californians legalized recreational marijuana in 2016. We
1: did some of the early studies that showed actually that marijuana or constituents of marijuana were helpful in controlling certain kinds of pain. Chronic hypersensitivity pain that are not well controlled by things like aspirin or Advil. And it turns out that THC in low doses is actually um, quite good in controlling this kind of pain in some patients.
2: Researchers have already completed seven cannabis clinical trials with humans and more are underway. Grant says new research is focused on endocannabinoids. These natural molecules in the human body send signals to different cells, regulating processes like pain and appetite. And it turns out certain compounds in marijuana work just like those molecules.
1: Some of the other work that we're engaged in moving forward are... Could cannabidiol, which is a non-psychoactive ingredient in in marijuana, uh, be useful in uh, conditions like autism, like managing very severe symptoms of autism? Could it be helpful in managing the early symptoms of psychosis that we see in schizophrenia?
2: But he says that Schedule I federal classification on marijuana still limits research. That's an issue because science is necessary to find the benefits, but also the risks.
1: People are often saying, well, California has legalized marijuana. You know, why can't uh, we, for example, just go to one of the dispensaries, buy a bunch of whatever it is, and do a clinical study? It's absolutely illegal at the federal level. I would lose my license if I did that. So we have this conflict between state and federal law that really inhibits the research.
2: Grant says there are still a lot of questions. How does marijuana impair drivers? Could marijuana products damage the liver if they're mixed with other substances? And do their health benefits change if they're consumed by mouth, rubbed on the skin, or smoked? It's not just scientists that want to find out. There's a growing appetite among consumers to get some answers. I would probably suggest this one right here. Chris Simpson is a bud tender at dispensary Urban Leaf in Mission Valley. It's gonna be a very nice indica for when you are trying to help with sleep. My hour-long conversation with Simpson, about two dozen customers shuffled into the dispensary. Some customers ask how they can have fun or chill out. Others ask for help for their health problems.
0: A lot of customers would call us and see I have Parkinson's. Uh, what can I take for Parkinson's? What can I take for Down syndrome? What can I take for um, restless leg syndrome? So, a lot of it has to do with your own personal experience and with your own research. Apropos of nothing, here's a few more notes. The article doesn't mention if Dr. Grant is seeking test subjects. You'll have to investigate that on your own. We need more people named Igor. Dr. Grant is not from Transylvania, he's Canadian, as it happens, but he's very distinguished indeed and started his career at UC San Diego in 1972. He even has a Wikipedia page. However, he's not verified on Twitter with a blue checkmark. So, still some room for growth with his public profile, but very impressive nonetheless. According to the KPBS story, the fine men and women who dole out quote-unquote product at dispensaries are called bud-tenders add that to your list of 21 jobs for the future. I wonder if Oxford has stuck that in their dictionary yet. And now on to some more serious matters. There are some webinars you'll want to attend this week. We're having an IT Services All Hands meeting this Thursday from 8.30 to 11.30 a.m. You'll hear straight from Vince Kellen and other department leaders on our transition to remote teaching, learning, and working, and of course, other matters of great importance. There's also the Ask a Privacy Officer webinar this Friday at 11 a.m., and here's the description. As UC San Diego modifies the ways in which we conduct business during the COVID 19 pandemic, we are committed to protecting the privacy of all individuals affiliated with our campus. Please be mindful that general privacy principles remain intact please join us for our Ask a Privacy Officer webinar, which can be an opportunity to have a live discussion with Campus Privacy Officer Pega Parsi. Attendees can ask questions about any privacy concerns that have come up as campus has transitioned to online working, teaching, and learning. The webinar is open to everyone in the UC San Diego community. Questions asked will be answered live. The webinar is designed to be a virtual drop-in office hour with our privacy officer. Do you like what you're hearing on this podcast? Please let a fellow IT Services staff member know so they don't miss out. Also, if you want to be notified as soon as the podcast is posted, watch the podcast page on The Current. If you don't know how to do that, instructions for watching a page are posted there. Most importantly, if you have something to share or an idea for me to include here, you can submit it to the email, its-podcast at ucsd.edu. If you join me on Zoom, you could actually be on the podcast. Again, don't be shy. We want your voices here. This is a podcast not only for ITS, but by ITS to help keep us informed and connected. And that is it for today. Remember to listen to the next episode of The Current Daily.